Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3 a.m. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week's mama is actually rather pleasant for a change. I mean, she still has rituals dedicated to her, and people make it a point to honor her, but for once, it's not out of fear. I'll pause for the appropriate guess I'll assume you, the listener, has uttered. Anyway, her story is still quite interesting, and because of an altered telling of her tale, changes to depict differing beliefs. Without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is Semshin Halmani. Based in Korean mythology, Semshin was presented as the goddess of childbirth and fate. Actually, she was not only one goddess, but technically three. To be more clear, the word Samshin means three goddesses, and Halmani directly translates to grandmother. Hence, Samshin Halmani appeared to humans as three grandmother spirits, but was often referred to as one being. All of this belief was founded in Korean shamanism. She was thought to be the three daughters of the virgin sky goddess named Taang Kum Agashi, or Tangum Egi. In this tale, the sky goddess descended from heaven to earth and gave birth to Samshin in a cave. From this, Samshin was believed to have created the first humans on earth and was referred to as the mother goddess. Samshin's main objective was to protect women during childbirth and all children from birth to seven years of age. After this period, children were believed to have been protected by the deity of the seven stars, or Ursa Major. Today, people still honor her existence with rituals and prayers. In the past, every village and home would have their own Samshin Halmani, and in present day, her existence is still present within the home. The warmest part of the Aribang, or living room, is dedicated to this goddess. It is here where the rituals and prayers in her honor are held. Also kept in this warm area is an earthenware pot called Samshin Denji, that is set out in anticipation of Samshin's visit. This pot is filled with rice, covered with paper, and sealed with a knot tied counterclockwise. Most offerings and practices were maintained before and after a woman gave birth. For example, in the delivery room, a Samson Denji was set up and sealed with a rope to honor the strong power of the Samson Helmany. After a successful delivery, the rope was hung outside of the home to represent the luck of the newly expanded family. This rope also doubled as an amulet to ward off evil spirits desiring to threaten the mother or child. In the days following childbirth, other practices were carried out. On the third and seventh day, the mother's underwear was folded and set in the Samshin area of the home. 
An altar was created and family would pray for a child's long, healthy life. On a child's birthday, Samshin was honored by laying out an offering dinner of rice, soy sauce, and wine. Samshin was also represented and recognized during Jessus, a traditional memorial for ancestors. With the belief in Samshin's ability to bring forth a successful birth, women who were struggling to conceive developed a practice designed to help. Sharing the rice offering to Samshin with a mother who recently gave birth was to believe to assist in this process. Also, as a random bit of information, wearing a cloth that touched a coffin was also said to be helpful. While the overall story and belief in the Samshin is very strong and could be argued female empowering, a difference in cultural practices alters her legacy. A Buddhist telling present in China during the Tang Dynasty depicts Samshin in a different light. Remember Tangum Egi? Well, in this tale, this is Samshin's true name, and it is connected to the Tang Dynasty that ruled China from 618 to 709 CE, where her story is believed to have been created. She was thought to have been a shaman created from heavenly being parents and accompanied by nine brothers. While her family was away, she was seduced by a monk and at the age of 15, became pregnant. After her brothers found out, they tried to kill Samshin, but her mother protected her. Unfortunately, she was still locked in a stone box with the intention of having her die from starvation. Her mother, swooping in for the rescue once more, set her free. When the delivery day came, Samshin gave birth to triplet sons, despite her struggles, and was forever honored as the birth grandmother. Buddhist beliefs hold sons as highly valuable, so giving birth to three made Samshin a blessed being. So the story changed, and while this does not alter her importance, her overall essence becomes slightly skewed. Despite this, she makes for an interesting, powerful goddess and one that continues to be respected to this day. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas. <laughs>